If you're a pastor, elder, deacon, nonprofit board member, or business owner, I need you to listen to this. K&K Furnishings needs to be on your shortlist. K&K Furnishings are committed to helping you find the right furnishings for your church or organization. These guys specialize in quality worship seating, welcome centers, cafes, nurseries, classrooms, as well as stage and podium furnishings. The two owners have over 70 years of combined pastoral experience, so not only will every transaction be handled with integrity and professionalism, but they have the experience to provide you with the perfect solutions for your furniture needs, and they absolutely understand your budget constraints and demands. K&K Furnishings are devoted to providing you quality pieces that save you money. They can do this because they don't have the overhead of a brick and mortar store and they have relationships with over 200 manufacturers nationwide. Look, we all know there's a lot of junk out there. K&K understands that many times bargains aren't true money savers. They end up costing you more in the long run. At K&K, they believe that quality furnishings don't have to be outrageously expensive. And here's the best part. K&K Furnishings sells nationally and can also provide in-person consultations in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. If you can't meet in person, they'd be happy to set up a Zoom consultation for you today. So whatever your next project is, whether it's your home office or your church sanctuary, K&K Furnishings is the only place you need to look. Go to www.kkfurnishings.com to see how they can help you or call 567-318-4520. That's www.kkfurnishings.com or call 567-318-4520 or click on the link in the description of this episode. K&K Furnishings, furnishing business, education, worship, and hospitality for the glory of God. Hey guys, before we get into this week's episode, I got to tell you about Jacob's Supply. Jacob's Supply is the place you got to go for all of your material needs. These guys bring you construction supplies and appliances for up to 50% off retail price, all brand new. Your home builder needs some lumber? Jacob's Supply has you covered. You a deacon at your church and you're in charge of that next Narthex floor job? Jacob's Supply has got you. Heck, they got Cortec Luxury Vinyl Plank right now for $3.59 a square foot. Go look that stuff up at Lowe's or Home Depot, man. That stuff is selling for $7 to $8 a square Square foot. That's over 50% off retail. Even if you just have some home projects you're working on, Jacob Supply is the place for you. I just built an outdoor grilling area this spring for that old smoker and grill. Guess where I got the metal roof, lumber, and screws? Yeah, that's right, Jacob Supply. Looking for a fridge, stove, washer, dryer? They got them all, and their name brand. Samsung, Bosch, Frigidaire, all 20, 30, 40% off retail. Brand new and ready for you. Located in Temperance, Michigan, it's worth it to stop by even if you're a few hours away. And remember, Jacob Supply can ship products nationally too. So even if you're out of state, you gotta check them out. Follow them on Facebook at Jacob Supply or call them direct at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978. 0978. Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. Hey, Jason, you know we love supporting brothers and sisters in the Lord, businesses that love Reformed Theology. Oh, yeah. And we have another good one for you here, Reform Stage. Mm. We love this guy. Nick is a friend of ours, and he Great just stuff. has an awesome store. He's got a big online following on Facebook, and we've been blessed by him. Reform Stage has everything from you know T-shirts and mugs to iPhone cases yep. and coasters. Heck, I'm wearing one of his T-shirts right now. Yeah, Obey you are. God, Defy Tyrants. He has sold so many of those T-shirts, and they're just really cool. Yeah. The shirts are comfy. You know, they fit well. They hold up in the wash, and the designs are pretty cool. And so, guys, if you're listening to us, we want to make sure that you're supporting guys like this. Go check out Reform Sage at reformsage.com. Jason, I know you like their stuff as well. Definitely. And he is an awesome dude. Yeah, Nick's the man. Yep. 
and he's been on our podcast. So yes. we like him and we want you guys to support him. So make sure you check out reformedsage.com. Go there for gear. And then Reform Sage on his Facebook page as well, too, where he has great discussion questions and just brings all glory to God. Amen. Thanks, guys. Now back to the show. Uh, feel free to come up to the stage and participate in the conversation. This is a recorded room. You can find this episode on Dead Men Walking Podcast anywhere you get your podcast. So if you do contribute, just be aware that it is being recorded. And tonight, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, favorite books or verses of the Bible and why you like them. I figured that would get us into some good conversation if we just stay in the Word. And for everyone listening to, just remember that this is um, the Clubhouse series, so you'll probably hear things going on in the background, and possibly we'll try to clean it up when we uh, edit it later. But uh, this is very conversational. People might be popping in and out of the room and adding to it. And it's just kind of fun because it's a chance for our listeners and uh, not even our listeners, but new people too that just come into Clubhouse to add to the conversation and then they get to um, be on the podcast. So um, yeah, Jason, did you want me to start kind of with where we were going tonight or did you have anything that you yeah, wanted to yeah. start off with? No, yeah, you're good. You're good. Go ahead now. So what I did is I just pulled a few verses out of some books that I really like because it's really hard to, when you say the favorite book of, your, of the Bible, it's very hard to limit it down to just one. I'm sure you're the same way, Jason. Um, but yeah, for pro- sure. Probably in my top five, in, in no particular order, is probably Proverbs, Job, Romans, James, and uh, obviously as a musician, Psalms as well. And uh-huh. uh, I always find myself gravitating towards wisdom, discernment, discipline, because those are the things that I know that I need work on in my life. So they really appeal to me when I can get new insight when I read those. Um, and as you know, Jason, uh, from knowing me for quite a while, uh, I like mm. things that are blunt and forward and kind of easy to understand. Oh, yeah. And sometimes in your face a little bit. One yeah, of my- you're a Calvinist for a reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Su- suits me well. <laughs> sorry. I used, I used the uh, C word already. I'm sorry. We, oh, we just gosh. got started. So. No, I love it. This is why it's reformed, reformed and rowdy room, man. The only reformed room on yeah, Clubhouse. Yeah. So it wouldn't be uh, the reformed right. and rowdy room if we didn't mention that. Probably my first right, verse. Right. Tell me what you think about this verse, because it's not. A ver- I don't think it's a very popular one. I haven't heard you know a, a lot of this verse quoted from the pulpit, but I just love how how blunt it is. It's Proverbs 12, mm. 1, and I'll read from the NIV because that's what I have in front of me. I prefer ESV, but we'll go NIV tonight. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally the word that's translated there. What's the Greek for stupid? stupid. <laughs> What's the Greek for stupid? I don't know, but um, even in the literal translation, it says stupid. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates correction yeah. is stupid. And right, I right. always chuckle when I read that because one, when I read through Proverbs, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I first have to understand that every time Proverbs says the fool does this, the fool does that, uh, they're talking about me. It's not talking about some third person yeah. Or yeah. the guy I don't really like, or you know, my neighbor down the street that ticked me off. He's such, you know, he's an idiot. Right. He's stupid. He's a fool. That fool is us. 
in that example. And that's how we should read Proverbs. Yeah. So uh, I have right. this little thing that I do when I read through Proverbs, and I, and I try to read through one a day. I think there's 31 for a reason. And I always insert, yep. instead of fool, I insert Greg. So it's like, whoever loves discipline yeah. loves knowledge, but uh, if Greg hates correction, he's stupid. And it just kind of personalizes it for <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, right. And right now I feel like, and tell me what you think, Jason, right now I feel like uh, this is not a popular verse. Like no one likes to be corrected. No one likes to say, right. Hey, uh, you need to be disciplined. No one likes church discipline. Heck no one likes discipline in the secular world or guidance or correction. And then on top of that, you're, you're literally calling someone stupid that doesn't like it. And it's the word of God saying that, not me. I just feel like this, right. this verse is like, is not, I mean, it obviously ages well, but it is not a verse that I think people would really cling to right now. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's our culture right now. I mean, we're, we have uh, grown into this. Um, can I just say well, there's more sissies? <laughs> can I say that? There's more what? <laughs> we might. <laughs> there's more sissies out there. Oh, than, sissies. Sissies, there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't know, Robert. I'm sorry, Robert. Um, uh, but yeah, I... I think a lot of people, you know, let, let's give a ribbon to every kid, you know, that's out there. You know, there's no first place. There's no second place. There's no third place. There's no building character, yeah. you know, like, like let's, 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 you know, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not commending uh, the bully out there. Like, no, I'm not saying the bully is the one that, uh, that should be out there, you know, um, uh, you know, hurting people everyone around them or whatever. But, but I mean, when it comes to building character, I mean, like, you know, we have to have someone out there somewhere that's correcting us. And especially for parents, I mean, you know, I have a, I have a one and a half, one and a half year old now, and she is, uh, she's learning, but you know, of course she's one and a half, but I also have a 12 year old. So the 12 year old has been learning, you know, um, what, what is right and wrong. I mean, but I had to be there to direct and guide my children, you know? Right. So, I mean, I, I I don't know. I, I start thinking about a lot of that stuff too. Um, uh, and I know Greg, you got three kids as well. So I'm sure you run into a lot of that stuff too. Yeah. And you know, when you even said like trophies for everyone in sports, I think of like the helicopter parents that like yell at the coach when the coach is trying to correct or discipline or direct a athlete, a student athlete. And it's like, what a disservice the parent is doing, uh, you know, because the Bible says in Proverbs 12, one, it puts discipline and knowledge on the same, on the same playing field. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. So if you hate discipline, that means you hate knowledge and understanding and and then calls you stupid. So it's like, it's such a direct (laughs) violation of the word of God in such blunt terms. When we shy away from correction, uh, discipline, direction, uh, you know, reprimanding. And this is something that uh, I'll be the first yeah. to admit, uh, I jokingly say, you know, when someone corrects me, I, uh, you know, I, I get upset internally and then I think about it. Sometimes it takes 30 seconds. Sometimes it takes three days. And then I go, oh no, they're right. They're absolutely right. And I'm trying right. to get to a point right. with God through my sanctification to where I can instantly have a reaction in humbleness that says, I, I take your correction. Uh, I take your discipline and, and I want to, you know, essentially submit it uh, through the word of God under Christ and, and then grow from that, learn from that. And, and hopefully, you know, uh, 
bash that pride that's still left in me. I, I don't care if you, right. you know, I don't care if you're uh, a new Christian, a new believer, or if you're the second coming of R.C. Sproul or John MacArthur themselves, uh, you have pride. You, you are still in sin nature. Right. We're, not, we're not many gods, right? Uh, we have been called righteous yeah. because God looks at Christ and calls him righteous, right? Our righteousness has been yeah. imputed to us uh, through Christ. So it's like, I look at that verse and I don't think anyone ever outgrows Proverbs 12.1 because it's such a fresh right. buster. Because our flesh does not like to be corrected, does not like to be disciplined, does not like to be disagreed with or called wrong or incorrect. And man, this is so blunt. So, you know, Proverbs, definitely one of my favorite yeah. books. Well, you brought up. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say you brought up church discipline. I mean, church discipline. I mean, if we actually did it the way that it was biblically supposed to be done, I mean, I wonder if, if uh, there'd be more church hoppers out there more than likely, <laughs> or if people would realize, Hey, you know, like this, we, we should actually take our faith seriously, you know? Um, that's, but a, yeah, that's I mean, a really good point. I, I if you want my opinion yeah. on this, I think it would thin the herd. I think it really would. I think it's the yeah. same thing like uh, yeah. Tom Askell was talking about on an episode we had a few weeks ago, and go check that out on Dead uh -huh. Men Walking Podcast, uh, Pastor Tom Askell, just saying just how kind of COVID exposed, you know, and separated yeah. the, the Christians uh, and the true believers. Uh, I, I think uh, church discipline would do the same, but... You would have less people at church, but boy, would that congregation be potent. And I don't think we'd have to be right. looking at, uh, you know, growing people's legs out and uh, hollering in tongues at the top of our lungs and uh, signs and wonders and, and spirit soaking and all these other yeah. things that we find in substitution to just obeying the word of God and being humble and being willing to be corrected mm -hmm. and disciplined. Uh, oh, my gosh. Can, can, can you know, a church... Yeah. A church that is shying away from sin and understands how sin, uh, how God views sin, and it grieves their heart when they do sin, that's a powerful assembly. Uh, much more powerful right. than anyone that's uh, singing loud and laying hands on and, and doing all those other things. Because that's what really yeah. reforms society is is us, you know, like I said, taking taking away our pride and, and then uh, being able to be humble through being able to be disciplined and corrected. Right, right, amen. So I'm gonna give you two more problems. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a. Actually, you want to what? Let's let's yeah, go back to you. Do you do you got one or do you want me to give you another uh, proverb that I like? Yeah, I, I mean, I could uh, I could give you the one that uh, uh, that I could uh, that I wrote down. I mean, Galatians uh, five. Oh, I'm gonna go with. Three verses. Sorry. Well, well first, before Galatians you do that, tell five. The, before you do that, tell, yeah, the, yeah. tell the listeners uh, maybe your top uh, one, two, three, four, or five books of the Bible, just so they can get a get a sense of where you're coming oh, from. Yeah, and yeah. What are your go to books that you just really enjoy reading from? Oh man! And you can't say the whole Bible. That is, dude. That is. I mean, when you when you say top five or when you say top verse, you know the best verse. It's just so hard because it is all so good. Um, I fell in love with Ecclesiastes. Yes. Um, in college. Uh, so we'll go with Ecclesiastes. Um, uh, of course, Proverbs. I mean, you, you can't, you can't go without that one. <laughs> um, uh, I think, uh, I'm torn between Matthew and John. Um, I mean, both obvious, obviously just amazing books, but, uh, we'll, we'll go with, uh, we'll go with Matthew on that one. And then, uh, Romans mm -hmm. and then, uh, probably first John. 
so nice. good. First John. That's first a, John. A man. rare, a rare so pull there, First John. But yeah, I, I know. Totally. I know, man. I was going to say Jude, but uh, First John's always the always a good one. You just like Jude because um, every time you open to Jude, you just go, hey, Jude. Yeah. <laughs> I am that. I am that. I think of the Beatles every time. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So give me Galatians. Lay it on us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Galatians 5, 22, 23, and 24. Um, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Um, I pretty much preach this to my family all the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like my, my 12 year old, by by now, um, you know, she's, she's getting better about knowing all of them, uh, in order, but man, I tell you what, just driving those fruits of the spirit is just so important because that's where we, you know, we start with Christ and then we, we move into, um, uh, you know, just the fruits of the spirit. I, I think, I mean, cause there's, there's so much, um, in, all of that. I mean, the word love, there are so, there's so many ways to love someone, sure. you know, when we already talked about, um, rebuking and that's a part of loving someone, you know, correcting, um, church discipline. I mean, that is part of love. Um, uh, you know, and of course, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and especially the self-control side of this. Mm. Um, I always, I always find that one to be the, the nail on the, in the coffin right there, just because, I mean, how often, you know, and whenever our, our flesh is, is acting out, you know, it's like, what's the first thing to go? It's like self-control. Absolutely. You know, it's like all of a, all of a sudden you just, you know, something wells up, something makes you mad. You're driving, you know, somebody cut you off or, or whatever it is. Um, I mean, the self-control, it's like, that is just the the first part of missions, I think. I think whenever you're uh, sharing the gospel to someone with someone, you know, especially if, if yeah. you don't agree, um, like with an atheist or, or a Jehovah's Witness or, or a Mormon or whoever, I mean, you're, you know, you have to control your emotions um, in that, um, especially if you're in Kate stage. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, but, you know, like having a normal conversation, a loving conversation, a truthful conversation, you know, in a, in a way that you're controlling your emotions in that. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if you've watched many videos, uh, Jeff Durbin has put out, um, but, but Durbin does a great job whenever he's speaking to someone, he respects them but he gives them the truth of the gospel, you know, and it's, it's awesome to watch that in action because I think a lot of times whenever people are talking about, um, you know, someone that's on a street corner preaching the gospel, they're usually holding a cross calling, you know, telling you you're going straight to hell, like just going at it in a way that might not be (laughs) the way that we want to bring the gospel you know, um, yeah. but again, I mean, there are circumstances, I guess, where you just need to be truthful. Um, uh, but again, the self-control side of this, the love side of this, you know, the peace, mm. you know, let's, let's, let's have peace with our brothers. Let's, let's love, you know, our neighbor as ourselves. you know, those, yeah. those really important, um, uh, 
you know, just ways to live out our faith. Um, but yeah, anyway, first anything of all, you want to add to that, Greg? Yeah, first of all, I would like to say for everyone listening, uh, we did not uh, go over what verses and what books we were going to bring to yeah. this Clubhouse series tonight. And I, this is why mm-hmm. I absolutely love doing the podcast with you, Jason, is because we so perfectly balance each other out. I come mm. from a discipline and correction. You come from a love, peace, patience, and self-control. And that yeah. is the full yeah. character of God. We, we might lean yeah. towards one yeah. or the other uh, when we think about right. God, but, it, but as Christians, we need to have a balanced view of the full character of God. And like you said, yeah, discipline and correction is part uh, of God's love, but also love, joy, peace, patience, yeah. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are also characteristics of the Spirit of God. And, right. and, and two, I also agree with what you said, because I was going to say this, but you got to it before me, is I feel like self-control... Yeah. <laughs> self-control is like the foundation. Self-control yeah, is like the yeah. foundation of all yeah. those uh, fruits. I feel like without self-control, right. all those other ones are out of whack. Does that make sense? Even if yeah. it's even yeah. if it's like yeah. lack of self-control in a good way, in like too much of something, too too much of trying to yeah. be patient can then be an enabler. Too much of trying to be uh, joyful or too loving can then you know also become an idol or, be, or become selfish yeah. in itself. So it's like in balance, self-control is the foundation of all these other fruits. And you kind of just yeah. touched on it. And uh, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. And, and I love the fact that, yeah. I, I, you know, the very first verse I came with, uh, you came with your first verse and they, and, and I look at those two and we know that the Bible is congruent and that it is harmonious, but it, those two sides right. of the coin, so to speak, balance each other out mm-hmm. so perfectly. So oh, yeah. we're going to go, oh, ba- yeah. we're going to yeah. go back to me. I'm going to stay in Proverbs just for two more, two more verses. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, because, you know, I love, uh, 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 verses about wisdom and discernment. Uh, Proverbs nine ten says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy one is understanding. Right. So when you read that on your own, you know, yeah. the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And you go, well, what the heck is the fear of the Lord then? How do I fear the Lord? And if you jump over to Proverbs 2, 1 through 6, you get your answer. So all in Proverbs. And I love Proverbs because if you read the whole book, it poses questions and poses scenarios. But then in other parts of the book, it also answers those and, and gives you the answer to those scenarios and those questions. So Proverbs 2, 1 concerning the fear yeah. of the Lord says, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commandments within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as in hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So, Oh, yeah. you, you read that and you go, oh, so I have to accept his words, obey his commandments, turn my ear to wisdom, live within his commands. And for me, I feel like that those are things that a, a lot of believers and especially non-believers do not want to do. They, they do not want to have yeah. to live. And, and we talked about, um, you know, the lawlessness and hyper grace and all that a few weeks ago on an episode. And uh, as always, you yeah. go check that out on Dead Men Walking podcast. But um yeah, living within his precepts, his commands, and his laws, 
that's the beginning of wisdom to, to fear that and understand that and look at God and say, I have to submit and humble myself and listen to what you say as my heavenly father and obey your commands without question, because through that humbleness is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, so, yeah. so Proverbs nine, uh, verse 10, chapter nine, verse 10, and then Proverbs two, one through six, I snuck two in on you there, but those round out my other two verses in the book of Proverbs, which is one of my favorite. Uh, what do you think about that? Jay? I love it. Yeah, man, I I love it. I mean, I don't know what it is about just the beginning of uh, of uh, whoa, lost my place. The <laughs> beginning of <laughs> just the fear of the Lord. Yeah. I mean, uh, the you know, um, why is my mind not working right now? COVID really hurt me, man. I'm like losing my mind. The beginning of knowledge is oh, the fear that. of the Lord. Is that what I'm? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> The fear, of the, lo- the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the fear of- and knowledge Thank of you. the Holy One is understanding. I knew, I knew, I knew my brain was not working right right there. We're going to cut that one out right there, Robert. You you that. I'm sorry. Um, uh, but yeah, just the fear of the Lord, man. I mean, it, whenever someone thinks of that, um, well, not I am not going to paint a huge broad uh, brushstroke right there. But, uh, but like the fear of the Lord is good, you yeah. know, like there, there's not a, um, uh, I don't know. He, he, he's not sitting up there, like just waiting, you know, for, for <laughs> us to just, yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh, and I mean, it, it's just, I mean, there's so much wisdom in that, the fear of the Lord, like it's, it's just awesome. Yeah. So anyway, sorry about my brain fart guys. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, uh, we probably should start doing these earlier, so we haven't already had like a fourteen-hour day, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I woke up at I woke up at three fifty-five, so oh my goodness, good. yeah. Yeah, so you're going you're going on a fifteen or sixteen-hour day. Yeah. So uh, right, right. Did you have a, did you have another verse or another book you wanted to talk about? We'll bounce it back to you. You know, the only the only other thing I was going to bring up was uh, Romans one twenty-eight through I'm gonna, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and read it through thirty-two. Do it. You know um, we love the Word of God. I mean, just, yeah, just kind of what we're living through right now. Um, I don't, I mean, this is this is just one of those points in history. I, I really think that we're seeing this um, for real in action, um, uh, starting in verse 28. And since they do not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They're filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedience to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. They, Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die. They not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Wow. I mean, that's 2021, yeah. dude. <laughs> that is 2021, man. Although they know I mean, God's it, righteous uh, decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Yeah. That's what we're seeing right exactly. now in this culture is the proving of the practicing of wickedness. Yeah, yeah, and and it says in verse twenty eight, God gave them up 
to a debased mind, hmm. you know? So, I mean, this is, this is just something like, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're living in a time where, um, you know, there's, there's evil is being called good. Good is being called evil. I mean, there, there's so much chaos, there's propaganda. I mean, you know, the, the, uh, the lies of, of, um, the vaccine, I'll just go ahead and say it. Sure. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, the lies of, of the COVID lockdowns, the max, the, um, uh, everything else that that's just going on in our world right now. I mean, this is just this, this, right here. It, you just, you just see the, the judgment, um, yeah. that's coming down on, on our nation. Um, and I don't mean to be the, the doomsday guy because I am post mill. So I do believe that, that God, God is going to correct all this for sure. He's not sitting yeah, up sin, there sin uh, he's is, not sin out is to not lunch. A, sin but, is, right. Sin is not without consequence either though. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, but yeah, that those verses. Yeah. And that's, I mean, just think about how we thumb our nose at the created order and the, the created relationship between male and female and, and how we can just speak a reality from our mind into existence and we ignore uh, right. uh, creation and and like I said, the created order, I mean, it's just insanity right now. And not only do do we allow it, okay, there's a difference between a culture allowing it and then a culture mm-hmm. approving of it and saying, oh, that is good right. and right. Just like you said, calling uh, good evil and evil good. I mean, Romans 1 is talking yeah. about that right there. And it's it's totally yeah. just, it's insane to me. And w- once again... Well, it's unfortunate when... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, and it's unfortunate when a pastor from a pulpit yeah. is in agreement, you know, in agreement with some of the, um, you know, we've, we've heard some pastors say now that uh, uh, homosexuality is, is okay. Love is love, um, you know, and, and on down the line. I mean, there's, there's plenty of things to insert in that, but, uh, but it's just unfortunate when the word of God is twisted in a way that, um, that a, a man is, uh, is not, uh, bound to truth anymore. Like there's not truth, you know, oh, that's it's good. Like he's not not taking, bound to taking truth. That, you know, he's, he's just taking that, the word of God and, and he's just twisting it up into a, you know, into a yeah. ball, you know, so. I was just going to say once again, uh, I love the fact that we did not talk about what verses we were going to bring tonight yet. My next verse and what you pointed mm-hmm. out in Romans one twenty eight says, furthermore, just as they did not think it was worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God. So God gave them over to a depraved mind. Mind, uh, the very next yeah. verse and book that I absolutely love is Job. And there yeah. is all kinds of hidden, deep, uh, philosophical questions and answers in Job. And yeah. one of my favorite yeah. verses comes right at the beginning. Now, chapter 38, probably one of my favorite chapters when God answers Job and says, okay, get ready, yeah. man, because I'm going to answer you as a God and you're going to respond as a man. And he just starts you know, right. we, we can read a little bit of that, but he just starts listing all these things off. But what, once again, I like to the point and blunt. This is where, uh, you know, Job's wife, just a few uh, verses before in chapter two says, why don't you just curse God and die? And what does Job say in yeah. chapter two, verse 10? He replies, you are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from huh. God and not his trouble? In all this, Job uh-huh. did not sin in what he said. Wow. Yeah. So we we see in Romans God giving them over to a depraved mind, and then we also see Job in his humbleness understanding what we're going to accept God's goodness, but not the trouble He brings as well. And it's like, <laughs> whoa, dude, are we allowed to even say yeah. that in 2021 in the church that God brings mm. trouble? 
Like you tell people that in this kind of charismatic kind of God is love prosperity message, Stephen Furtick, kind of the victories around the corner kind of uh, gospel. And you say, oh, no, Job, who did not sin in what he said, says, what, we accept good from God, but we're not going to set God's trouble? Is that the kind of prideful person <laughs> I'm going to be? I mean, yeah, doesn't that just, right. it just blows my mind. And it's, in, it's look it, I'm not saying it. The Word of God is saying it. And if you believe the, the, right. the Word of God is true, then you have to look at this. And obviously, we look at it in context, but you have to look at it and go, well, what's going on here? And I think we both brought up verses that shows a very specific ordained um, decree of God that carries out his ultimate glory and his ultimate goodness. Um, you know, yeah. I rest I rest peacefully every night knowing that I'm not God and that I don't know every little decision and situation that I came across and how I responded to it, how that's going to affect uh, the world. If I tried to keep track right. of that, I would go insane. You would go insane, but we don't have to do that <laughs> yeah, because we're not exactly. an all knowing, all powerful, sovereign God. We leave that up to God. And there's a piece Amen. in that for me for, you know, and, and I think when we view ourselves as, uh, you know, just under God or even equal to God in some, uh, gospels that are preached, I think that's very, very dangerous because we see the humbleness of Job here and also recognizing the decree of God, both bringing trouble and bringing good. And he says, you're talking like a foolish right. woman, you know? Exactly. Uh, I don't know he which brings is... prosperity and calamity. Yeah, and I don't know which is it more foolish of Job uh, talking to his wife like that. Maybe she might have just <laughs> <laughs> off him right there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah right. so, so Job is... Uh, one of my favorite books. And then like I, like I referenced before, uh, chapter 38, reading from the NIV, it says, Then the Lord answered Job out of the storm, and he said, that's verse 1, Who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? There we go again. We're back oh. to words without knowledge. So he's talking about Job. Yeah. Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. I almost get the sense right here, too, of a little bit of sarcasm and mockery from God, and um, not in a oh, sinful yeah. way, but in a uh, righteous and just, all-knowing way. He's allowed to talk this way when you're an all-knowing, all-righteous God, kind of a little bit how Elisha talked, you know, when we when we talked about that before, cut yourself a little deeper, dan- dance a little longer, yell a little right. louder, then maybe Baal will listen to you. So God says, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Who marked off its dimension? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid the cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Verse 8. Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness? When I fixed the limits for it and set the doors and bars in place? When I said, this far you may come and no farther? Here is where your proud waves halt. And then a little farther down here too, with just this is one of the little nuggets. Says, have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place that it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it? The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. The features stand out like those uh, of a garment. And then as we get to verse 16, this is what I want you to hear. The wicked are denied their light and their uh, unpraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Now, for the longest time, this is one of these little scientific uh uh, you know, um, hidden goose eggs or what are they called? Easter eggs that I love in the Bible. Mm. 
for for thousands of years, this was written and translated as fresh springs in the sea, and everyone went, see, the Bible doesn't know what the heck they're talking about. You can't have fresh water and seawater, and I know we've talked about this a little bit, Jason, but in the 1970s, yeah. they were drilling off the coast of New Jersey in the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> and guess and uh-huh. guess what they found? Fresh water. You want to take a guess? They were, uh, they were thousands of feet down, and they found fresh water springs in the Atlantic Ocean in seawater. <laughs> what was that was that because that was such a profound point <laughs> oh my god what? you okay over there yeah the light the light <laughs> yeah i'm totally fine the light uh thing just uh fell off of the ceiling oh my and just gosh. shattered no i didn't touch it yeah no i'm i'm fine um i heard it crash but uh yeah, right. So if anyone's listening yeah, right good. now, Jason is good. He didn't get hit by his <laughs> I mean that you know what that was? That was uh that was just the word of God going forth there. <laughs> oh man. Maybe we shouldn't have brought that one up. Uh oh. No, I'm joking. Oh and oh and maybe maybe I should just let you guys know I did find what I was saying. It, it was uh it was Proverbs one seven. I was saying it I was saying it backwards. It was the uh the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Yes. So, okay. thank you. Yeah, yeah. But I, I said, I said the the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. Yeah, my dyslexia showed up. But <laughs> hey, um, I'm probably going to have to jump here and uh, maybe get all this glass picked up. Yeah, that's but, cool. Uh, we can wrap it up. I, I just yeah. to, no, for sure. I just wanted to end with Job and let people know uh, that in that verse. I love the fact that God is uh, always proving science correct. Science is always proving God correct. They work together. Uh, it's yeah. not our enemy. Right. And I love the fact that they found uh, spring wells uh, of fresh water deep within the ocean. And here's God 10, 12, 15,000 years ago. Job, one of the first books of the Bible ever recorded. And he's saying, hey, I'm God. Have you ever been to the depths of the ocean and seen the springs? And Job's going, I don't know what the heck he's talking about. And it took us that long right. to find out what God was talking about. How many more mysteries in this word can we find, Jason, as we dive into his Oh, my gosh. And so we, many. we love his word. So, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure, man. Let's wrap it up. Jason, get that glass cleaned up. I'm so glad you're okay. It didn't fall yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> but hey, that's what... Yeah, man, that was wild. That, I don't know how it happened. But, that's that's okay. what happens in the clubhouse, so... Exactly. We are rowdy. All right. told you. All right, guys. Thanks All for right, listening. Man. Jason, thanks for jumping on. Yeah, yeah. Later, man. God bless. Bye. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips, or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.